0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh good evening khianand mulweni and a hearty welcome to the shahida kali show and with that introduction it means we are in the program that's called back to your roots tour from cape town to indonesia With Shahida Kali, so excited to bring this program to you. Well, these programs seek to bring the different wonderful experiences that we've had on the tour that took place from the 16th of December 2015 till the 1st of January 2016. So just a little bit of background. The tour was put together by Suburban Travel and Tours, more specific Mr. Fatih Behardin and he will be joining us in a future program. Now we've put together a few programs, a few episodes and this is so that we can explore our narrative and that of our forefathers from Indonesia. Now. Tonight's program, and I'll tell you more about that. But in the future, we will be having an episode that speaks about to Fatih Behadin and the Consul General of Indonesia, who is based in Cape Town. Then we will have a program when we speak with Surya and Ahmad Isau, who are who have been living in Auckland in New Zealand for eighteen years, but they are from Bukhara. And then we will be having a program in which we speak with Ms. Sara Juppie. She is currently living in New York. She was born in Cape Town by South African parents. She lived most of her life in Australia, but now her studies have taken her to New York. She is busy completing her PhD, which focuses on the historical and the present narrative of the Indonesian people, more specifically, Sheikh Yusuf Al Makassari and his relation and relationship with the people of Cape Town. Then we'll have a program with Sheikh Hassan Talib, as well as Molana Abdurrahman Khan and they will be bringing us more information about the narratives, the different narratives as told by different historians on the life of Sheikh Yusuf al-Makassari and also people like Tuanguru and others. And of course the impact that they've had on the South African people. Then we'll have tourists' accounts in another program. And then we'll have a program that focuses on the business opportunities that have grown from this tour that we've had. So very, very excited. Now, when we come to the program of today, then I have the pleasure of introducing you to Sheikh Hassan Talib who is the second Deputy President of the Muslim Judicial Council. He's also the Principal of IPSA, and he's the President of the United Ulama Council of South Africa. And then I also speak with Mahmoud Sangley, who is the Senior Writer and Director of Muslim Views. So gentlemen, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the program.
1: Wa alaykum as-salam, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and shukran, thank you very much, jama' kasi, bye jama' kasi.
2: <laughs> wa as-salam, Shayda and Sheikh Talib, and to all the listeners of Voice the Cape.
0: Afwan, alaikum. salam It's wonderful to have the two of you here Because I feel like I'm on a holiday With the two of you around (laughs) Because it just feels like Here we are on the tour again So much to speak about In very little time Um, I have and Perhaps just to mention that our listeners Have a sense of what we'd be speaking about I'd like to touch on The educational side Particularly with uh, Sheikh Hassan And then the historical perspective of Sheikh um, Yusuf and also Tuanguru as you would have experienced both of you when you were particularly visiting Banten, and some of the thoughts that our people have, and what you would have discovered, you know, on these visits, then to chat a little bit about your experiences with the ulama bodies, and then to speak, um, you know, about the media perspective, and that is to do that a little bit with Mahmoud, and then to touch on your visits to the different <laughs> government um, departments and how you experience that. Of course, then we'll also speak about the engagements with the sultans in their palaces, Oh, a mournful, a mournful. Mm-hmm. So if only people can understand how exciting it was. But I want to start off by asking both of you. The tour is called Back to Your Roots Tour. And perhaps to start off correctly by asking, how did that resonate with you? And maybe we should start with you, Shek?
1: again, Haji uh, there um i I concur with you it, it it is really wonderful being together again here in the uh, studio It uh, just brings up a little bit of, um, uh, you know, the the euphoria (laughs) of the uh, wonderful times that we've had uh, in the Back to Your roots tour. Yeah. Um, Our brother Fatih Bihadin, uh, all uh, sort of praises and uh, accolades go to him for conceptualizing a wonderful uh, package in terms of, you know, this heritage uh, 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 aspects of our lives and And for us, that is exceptionally important. I think um the back to your roots tour uh, for me um at a at a personal level uh, has been a, a very humbling experience. I think it has also been a one where uh, it reiterated for me um and and amplified in my own mind uh really the importance of of one 's heritage the importance of how Heritage and one's, even one's ancestry, <coughs> uh, and one's history, um, forms and informs one's own identity, and how, as Muslims, uh, in this time in which we are living, uh, are really in need of reconnecting and uh, reinforcing those important psychological, emotional elements within our identities and our personalities. I think as a Muslim community at the Cape, we have from time to time, and for the most part of it, uh, enjoyed a strong sense of Um, self-identity. But this has been eroded, but it is not something which in my humble opinion is peculiar to a Cape Town or a South African experience. It is something that is affecting Muslims globally. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, having gone on this particular uh, tour, and uh, just I'm sure everybody can speak volumes about the importance of, you know, going back to your roots. Um, but I think it for me comes at a time where uh, it is so critically needed for us to reflect very, very uh, sort of deeply, but also collectively, uh, on our sense of identity as a community uh, because it informs and it, I believe, uh, constructs uh, self confidence and that a People who really have uh, you know a deficiency in, in in that department or in that sort of aspect of of their lives and and their history uh, will be the poorer for it and so uh, and Shada, I think Shada that um, uh, 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 I walk away with a greater sense of i think appreciation and understanding for the need for us to take up the cudgels that our whom we refer to as the tour leader, Mr. Fatih Bihadin. I at one point referred to him as a uh, heritage mujahid. Uh, we need to take up the cudgels and reinforce and bring back to our community a sense of ourself, which may have
0: become a little bit blurred and thank you so much for that you know we have unfortunately we need to take commercial news always have to take commercial news when we come back and we're asking Mahmoud hold your thoughts when we come back we're going to be having Mahmoud's response to the question of what did this back to your roots tour kind of awaken within himself stay with us the voice of the case Shahidakali to the Back to Your Roots tour of Indonesia. So exciting, I promise you. Well, I'm speaking with Sheikh Hassan Talib and Mr Mahmoud Sangley. And so we continue with our discussion. Just before the break, I asked the question, what is the, the you know, does it have meaning? How does it resonate? Um if you think about the the name of the tour being back to your roots tour and Sheikh spoke about his perspective. Let's Listen to what Mahmoud has to say. Mahmoud.
2: Thank uh, you, <laughs> You know, we've, we've acquired this lingo yes. in, in a very short time. Not enough of it, but I think uh, enough to inspire us to have an attachment to a culture that is so dear to the people of Keita.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I must
2: say, uh, I endorse what uh, Sheikh Talib had said uh, regarding this theme of Back to Your Roots. Uh, It's not just a sentiment. I think it's something far more profound and deeper than just a sentiment as uh, she has explained There is a social dimension to it and there's also a political dimension to it and I think that if one reflects on the issues raised uh, as far as identity is concerned which she has elaborated on historically uh, we know that our struggle uh, against apartheid has some remnants in the form of a legacy that is still with us. And for many communities throughout the world, when you speak of identity and the disjuncture between your past and your present, and the way you look forward to your future, there is a common experience. Uh, People who have been subject peoples have common cause in this respect, that they always try to find something about the past that informs the the meaning of what they live in, in the the present, in order to have a vision and a mission for the future. Now, for different communities in South Africa, that means different things. If I look at myself, I come from a community that descends from India, and we always have people going back and forth to India. Uh, going back to their villages, which they refer to as gaos, Mm -hmm. or they go back to the city of Mumbai, where they have family and friends living. Now, for many communities in South Africa, that is the case. Whether you belong to a Portuguese uh, community or a Jewish community, there's some place you call home outside of the borders of this country that you can go to. But for the vast majority of those people who had descended from Indonesia in especially since 1694 for the last 320 years they have no clue about where they came from where they belong to where their families are from 320 years ago and that creates a sense of anxiety it's an angst of not knowing where you come from so when this concept of back to your roots was introduced and it was introduced in a sort of a formal way you be doing this because we want to undertake a trip to our past it arouses a sentiment in you but it also speaks to an absence a disconnect and a dislocation that I think needs to be addressed so there's a serious side to this apart from just going on a leisure or a, or a holiday trip to Indonesia and I think it also addresses the need for both peoples, the people of Indonesia and the people particularly of the Western Cape in South Africa, as well as the two governments, to actually embark on a project that can create that connection once again. Mm. And I think this tour was kind of the spark and the catalyst to something far greater and far bigger in future that I think all of us look forward to.
0: Well absolutely I so agree with you and one feels it on different levels I feel it in my heart as well. Now it is again time for us to take commercial news but I'm really just looking at our next question, which I'm you know, I I thought that I was going to ask, let's speak about the historical perspective as it was explained in relation to um, Sheikh Yusuf al makassari but one almost with your explanation, I move away from it and almost says to you, when we're then looking at our identity for the two of you to perhaps speak about this person Sheikh Yusuf as he was described as, you know, by the people whom we met, the different voice whom we met because i think it almost it's another program to look at the historical perspective and the lineage and and all of that and and how we traveled etc but rather to go to the person because that's a part of you know where our identity flow from that one so much would want to cherish and even more so at this stage so perhaps again you know perhaps to go to sheikh hassan speak with us about your feeling about this person sheikh yusuf and even a person like tuanguru
1: no. Uh, Shehida, the, the the issue of uh, Shah Yusuf as historical personality um, is is one which which uh, I think is is if we link it to what Mahmoud had indicated about you know the the intervening three hundred year period of uh, uh, disjunct and lack of connection so to speak with our let's say our fatherland if you wish uh, is actually quite for me is quite profound because as mahmoud you know referenced that you know there's a gap in 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 the history for us uh, in that we don't know or we haven't known or we haven't been really attuned i would say conscien- conscious of where we come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, while whilst that is the case, I think this personality has somehow compensated and in fact, um, you know, uh, uh, a- a- allowed us to to, 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 to not have a, a serious vacuum in terms of who we are, though, on the other hand. Mm-hmm. So where we come from, clearly, you know, there has been a disjunct. But Sheikh Yusuf's very legacy has informed who we are. And that, I believe, has been something which has been very enduring, mm-hmm. number one, but it has been very significant and, and full of substance. And and that legacy which had been handed down, and it could be said to various degrees that between Sheikh Yusuf and Tuan Guru that, you know, components and elements have been handed down and and perhaps quite difficult Perhaps the likes of Sara Japi, when you do speak to her, as Mm -hmm. you know, researchers very seriously in these fields, um, uh, being able to make a distinction between what precisely was handed down by this one and what was handed down by Tuanguru, for example, therein after. But for me, when we encountered the people in Indonesia, uh, there were certain very Prominent aspects of the personality Of Sheikh Yusuf That uh, really shone through for me yes. And 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 of those Were precisely the kind of stuff Which I believe today We have um, had the blessing Of still being the recipients Of such a heritage And that is a spiritual heritage
0: And that's what I, I, I'm So excited that you get to the point of, you know, when they, you heard the different voices saying he was such a man whose life he focused on would be the spreading of Islam, the maintaining of Islam, the Mm. upholding of Islamic values. But please, will you hold your thought? Because we need to take commercial news. When we come back, we'll go to Sheikh Ihsan, Sheikh uh, Ihsan Talib. The voice of the case. (laughs) I'm speaking with Sheikh Hassan Talib and Mahmoud Sangley, and we continue with our discussion. So our focus is Sheikh Yusuf, the person, because he was our forefather and so when we speak about our identity, who do we identify with? Who was this person? Sheikh?
1: Yes, So as we've said with regards to Sheikh Yusuf and the personality in an Indonesian context, I think we're... Uh, Most places where we went, uh, including, uh, obviously, prominently uh, in the offices of the ulema bodies, we had visited the honor of visiting some of the major ulema bodies there, uh, even in the context of some of the academic institutions, and most certainly also where we visited uh, on the occasions when we uh, met with some government representatives. Uh, Their reference to Sheikh Yusuf was always a very natural one. It was a a very intuitive one, in a sense. And... um, and obviously meant different things to 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 different people or most prominently different things to different people and uh, uh, the spiritual dimension of sheikh Yusuf is one which uh, was referenced abundantly our own heritage in terms of um, the Enduring um, uh, 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 litanies and forms of spiritual expression in the form of adhkar, the Ratibul Haddad is something which they recognize immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the recognition of the Molud Al Barzanji is something which they recognize immediately. And so um, we may not have been as um, uh, 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 I think in our own minds attuned or in our own perceptions amplified a very specific spiritual tariqah or order in our lives as we grew up I certainly refer to myself and perhaps even our parents but the elements and the constituent ingredients of Sheikh Yusuf's spiritual expressions is what have endured and so while Sheikh Yusuf, very fondly in all the context where we uh, uh, visited, was referred to as, in, in terms of his title as Taj al Khalwatiyah, the crown of the Khalwatiyah tariqah and order, uh, we may not have really internalized that as we grew up. But certainly, again, the manifestations and the expressions of Ratu al Haddad, and certainly in many instances, the Maurit al Barzanji bolad of Anam, et cetera etc., Uh these are things which I think from our side uh, have been uh, part of that heritage which have been handed down to us and which our people on the other side in Indonesia have also referenced they've also they also use that as a reference point in relation to Sheikh Yusuf mm-hmm. obviously there is also the political side as Mahmoud had alluded to also those dimensions very strongly on that side mm-hmm. Sheikh Yusuf's role as a resistance fighter against the occupation um, of, of, of the Dutch at the time and how that also translates in his uh, Ultimately by the divine intervention uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, being the suburb and the cause for the coming of Islam to this part of the world mm-hmm. and so uh, that in itself also um, being being uh, I think Predicated by the fact that he was also an outstanding not only a sage not only a spiritual servant, but also An Islamic scholar of particular note. And so he was an alim of renown. An alim of uh, a standing and and all of those I think uh, aspects of his life is what ultimately um, contributed towards Sheikh Yusuf, uh, following his convictions, following his understanding of of his faith, resulting obviously in Islam being being brought uh, to this part of the world.
0: Alhamdulillah, I'd I'd like to um, look at a different focus uh, with you, Mahmoud, in relation to Sheikh uh, Yusuf, and that is. There, a part of the tour took us to the harbour from which he was taken and brought into exile to uh, Cape Town. Perhaps for you to to really describe what it felt like, what you, your thoughts were in terms of Sheikh Yusuf as this political activist being torn away from his family and You know, this man who must have been incredibly brave, incredibly strong, must have had an incredibly strong sense of self and sense of Islamness and sense of integrity. Please share your thoughts, taking you back to the time when you were standing there at the harbour.
2: Yes, Shayda, those were not just thoughts, those were feelings. Yeah. Because at that point, towards the latter part of our tour uh, in Makassar, um, the entire group had gathered And we were two separate groups For quite a significant part of the time I think it was important to mention Yeah. But the tour brought us together All of us The media contingent The ulama The researcher As well as the tourists mm-hmm. And all 39 of us were gathered there And I remember uh, As you do recall as well Is that Fatih introduced it By saying This was the point this was the place the location from which the slaves were taken and the words i think he was as cattle Mm -hmm. and loaded onto the ships and then shipped off to the cape of good hope now it was sentimental and emotional uh, for a number of reasons because Fatih's own and i'm sure it resonated with a number of others there as well his own experience in his original visit to um, to to Indonesia was that this is the place where he had come in order to find his roots but he also found uh, signs and symbols and the iconography of what connects him uh, to Indonesia and to South Africa at the same time and you you spoke about Sheikh Yusuf, uh, apart from the important points that, that Sheikh Talib has raised Sheikh Yusuf was both a political exile as well as a spiritual leader. But one found that throughout the tour, wherever we went, whether it was a meeting with the political leaders or the ulama uh, or other governors and and, uh, people in high office, almost everybody mentioned the connection between two icons. One is Sheikh Yusuf and one is Nelson Mandela. Mm -hmm. And they kept on reminding us that your icon was inspired by our icon, and they have a position in the, the – they, they treat uh, the icon of Sheikh Jesus as their own position yes. that they have shared with South Africa. So that sentiment, I think, is a very powerful one. So uh, I fully endorse the idea of the history and the narrative that we have, both the one that we know and that we're familiar with in South Africa and in the Western Cape, as well as the one in Indonesia, they are parallel, sometimes they diverge sometimes a convergence sometimes a conflict and that's part of a academic inquiry that's going to be very fascinating mm-hmm.
0: and and thank you so much for that it's lovely when you describe and you bring alive this tour and the different um aspects of the tour the different visits the different a uh, meeting of uh bodies different bodies um, and and governmental uh, departments as well so perhaps to move to the ulama bodies that we have um, that you have particularly met because there were times when you met ulama bodies and I was not present, and to share with us some of your thoughts in terms of what had come from and the benefits, you know, of visiting these ulama bodies. Uh, One of the things that stood out for me was the um, amazing tasks that they are fulfilling so graciously, and also the fact that they do not... um, ...present themselves as political bodies... ...but rather as ulama bodies per se... ...and looking at almost the social arena of people very much. So again, if we can start with Sheikh Hassan.
1: Yeah, I think uh, uh, maybe maybe a little bit strangely... Um, I, ...I was very struck by the sense of, um, again, emphasis... That had been placed on uh, heritage mm-hmm. when meeting uh, also with the ulama. Yeah. and um, the sense of um, uh, uh, identity and, and and heritage and importance, obviously, of the uh, uh, the need to, to 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 try our level best to make that a living reality, in a sense. And and more so actually with the one group of the ulama, the Nahdat al-ulama, and that happens to be the biggest uh, group of ulama representative uh, bodies, uh, by their claim, uh, having something like 80 million members. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've also met with the other ulama body who was, uh, by their own uh, claim, uh, a more progressive uh, forward-looking, according to them, more progressive, uh, ulama outlook uh, body, and um, and they saying that they have something to the tune of forty to forty-five million membership among them. What was what was, um, I think, for me uh, also striking, was the sense of. Um, clear complementarity that they viewed themselves uh, to sort of play in, or have in terms of uh, role in, this, in society. Um, that the, the ulama of the Nahdatul Ulama uh, were, were, were really catering very focusedly to the needs of the population of Indonesia who are in the most sprawling rural areas. And the ulama of the Nahda ulama, uh, rather of, of the Muhammadiyya body, uh, catering more to the people in the urban areas, the sort of uh, sort of more educated urban mm-hmm. areas, etc., etc. And what was striking was how they both saw themselves as as, as playing a complementary role mm-hmm. to the other. Mm-hmm. And this incidentally was also in our meeting with the Vice Foreign Minister expressed uh, by an, uh, a government official as, as being an appreciation by government itself for the role that Is being played by both these two groupings of allah, and so for me, what was striking was Their also a sense of emphasis and importance that they placed on identity. Mm -hmm. And uh, they look—it's it's it's Islam of about over 600 years that we are talking about. We, by the grace of allah subhanahu wa taala, unlike most other minority Muslim communities in different parts of the world, also have a wonderful experience of 350 years or more. And so that, that speaks for a lot. But theirs is one which, that identity, that sense of who they are, uh, brings a sense of peace within themselves that, that induces tolerance, mm-hmm. that induces a sense of respect and dignity, respect for the other. Yeah. Um, they are very focused on the fact that uh, Indonesia is, albeit a population of 250 million people, of which, according to them, 90% are Muslim, that they are very focused on the fact that it is still a pluralist society, and that in that context they promote the understanding of respect for pluralism. Um, this this obviously again being informed by the values of 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 of. Um, uh, acceptance of of the other for for, for diversity, but also uh, the tolerance that is required in order for such values to come natural to them, and and this shada I think which uh, cannot be emphasized cannot be overemphasized rather, is that it speaks of an identity and it speaks of a sense of self which is just strong
0: which I think is absolutely great, and shukran so much for that. Now, when I look at the time, I'm always really, really concerned because it's time for us to take commercial news. When we come back, I'd like Mahmoud to respond to that and particularly um, being informed from a media perspective. Stay with us. The Voice of the Cake. Roots Tour to Indonesia. I'm speaking with Sheikh Hassan Talib and Mahmoud Sangley. I'm Shahida Kali. So, you know, we come back to the question, you know, you've engaged with different ulama bodies, different government representatives, um, different historical or historians and so on, but particularly the ulama bodies from a media perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you experience it?
2: Yeah, well, from a media perspective, let me take as my point of departure, the model that we are familiar with here in South Africa, and that is the Muslim Judicial Council yeah. in the Western Cape and further north and uh, towards in the Jamet al-Ulama. Now, we know that these organizations, they serve the interests of the Muslim community in the respective areas where they are popular or where mm-hmm. they have currency with the Muslim community. Um, one cannot necessarily take that model and transplant it uh, uh, with Indonesia, because it's not quite like that. In South Africa, there is a functional relationship between the uh, role of the MBC in the Western Cape and a quite similar role that the Jamiat plays uh, in in Houting and in KZN. But in uh, Indonesia, uh, Sheikh has used the word complementarity, that they tend to complement each other. And I think it's functionally complementary. They tend to serve slightly different roles for the whole of Indonesian society. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The one important difference, though, is that uh, the Muhammadiyah organization was started first, I think, in 1926. 1912. 1912. 1912. Um, and in 1926, I think, uh, the Nahdad al-Ulama emerged, although they are in the majority uh, in terms of 80 million adherents. And I believe there are over 20,000 Islamic schools in Indonesia mm-hmm. uh, affiliated to these organizations. My um, impression is, and it, I was deeply struck by this too, is that uh, the the historical record shows that the Nahdad al-Ulama emerge as a response to Muhammadiyah, which is viewed as a bit modernist. Mm-hmm. So Nahdad al-Ulama came as a more traditional mm-hmm. organization. And uh, in that respect, they also tend to complement each other. What I found also very striking is in our meetings with uh, with members of government, they referred to these organizations as playing a very important role in informing religious decisions and acts and edicts and laws and policies that uh, the government makes uh, which have to have the input of religious leaders so they refer to the religious leaders for that very purpose but it seems to me they have accomplished what uh, many many centuries of governance in the western and the uh, islamic world has struggled with and that is the separation of what we term the church and the state Mm -hmm. they seem to have successfully accomplished that where there seems to be no conflict and no tension between state uh, and governance on the one hand and religions and sharia and and the islamic law and the governance of the uh, muslim affairs of the muslim peoples on the other so that seem to be, to be standing out somewhat
0: Yeah, It's very interesting, I'm so uh, pleased that you had mentioned that because really one gets that feel um, when you meet with these people, I'd, and, and really we have so little time left over but I'd like for us to go to um, perhaps your experience when you visited the uh, sultans in their palaces I know there was the meeting you know, at the time of the Molud and then there was also the time with the uh, sultans um, palace and museum in, and I, I speak under correction. I think that was Makassar. Yes. Um, so perhaps just very briefly to speak about your experience there, and shall we start with Sheikh again?
1: I think, um, Shaida, the, 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 that that was started for us as a highlight of our trip—the uh, mm-hmm. mass in um, We didn't quite uh, encounter the, the the masses, so to speak, because we were taken straight into the palace of the sultan. And even as we came out, we kind of came straight to the bus again. Yes, and we um, kind of, you know, used a back entrance. Mm-hmm. To, um, but but for 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 me, the 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 experience of and the anticipation to the attendance of the Mawlid uh, had been one again of, of significance in the sense that uh, obviously it was a wonderfully, I think, opportune time for us as the group and the tour itself to coincide with the time of molud. Um, so uh, when we uh, kind of uh, were there, uh, naturally there was going to be expression of celebration. And this for us was, I think, uh, Shada, uh once again an affirmation and a confirmation of the kind of, um, if you wish, religious and, 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 and traditional expression of our own Islam here at the Cape and, 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 and seeing how there is this synergy uh, between where we come from and, and what we have. And uh, so so that, for for me, I think was affirmation, it was confirmation, even though I think uh, from an exposure perspective and the extent to which we were allowed to go straight into the palace. And when we say palace, we reiterate the words of our tour leader, Fatih uh, Bihadid, that it ought not to be, you know, sort of construed as being this Serious palace, b- palace, palace. B- yeah. palace, or something like that. But it's the sultan who yeah. still has this recognition traditionally, yes. but he has no powers. Yes, nothing like that. And uh, but the people, of course, still recognize, and so there are many of these still and equivalent. I think in our context here yeah, of the traditional leaders, even the king Zulatini, for example, in terms of the Zulu people sure. and, and so forth, and so. That for me uh, was 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 powerful, uh, but I think personally and also from a work perspective, it was wonderful that one of our uh, um, uh, memoranda of understanding and we had quite a number of that being facilitated through the presence of the consul general uh, accompanying us through most, uh, if not all, of the trip, um, and um, one of the signing uh, ceremonies then took place also at the moment, which was. Profound, I think, which would—it uh, was way beyond our wildest expectations in terms of what you know we would encounter uh, during the trip. But particularly at the Murid, by the grace of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, we also had that opportunity. And I think um, for me, it, it, it just held a lot of spiritual uh, significance and symbolism of what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala allowed us, myself personally, to um, be witness to and to experience during during this trip.
0: That's absolutely great. So, Mahmoud, your thoughts?
2: Well, again, from a med- immediate perspective, I, I, I think the uh, experience of having been received at the Palace of the Sultan, as with almost every other appointment, we were treated like VIP. We were welcomed ceremoniously. Special provision was made for the South African visitors. Uh, my observation, though, of the Molud was that it was something completely different from what we had ex- uh, expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, my imagination from our discussions with uh, the tour leader in advance, as well as the, an actual article we published in the Muslim Views prior to our departure was that we are going to attend the world's largest Molud. Yes. That was the headline. Mm-hmm. So- South Africans are invited to the world's largest maulud. Yes, uh, Two million people. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine what we had envisaged yes. a perhaps a stage with the masses of people sitting there in white and then the Qasidas and the Nads and the, um, the, the, the celebration in the praises of the Prophet and so forth. And uh, none of that happened. Instead, we were, as Sheikh indicated, uh, escorted um, th- through the back at the, into the palace. <clears throat> we met with the Sultan and with a number of other dignitaries. We were given special seating and we were part of what i would consider to be a procession and a process of elaborate culture elaborate custom in which the sultan was venerated and in bahasa he then explained the significance of the maulud so the prophet is venerated at the same time and this was very peculiar to their particular way of uh, celebrating Molud. And I think that was an eye-opener for me. It was not what we had expected, but it was certainly something that we took with us as a way of understanding how local culture, together with the veneration for the Sultan itself, uh, is blended and becomes a hybrid when we consider the importance and the central position that the Prophet sallam, uh, occupies in our life.
0: Well, you know, I'm looking at the time and I'm thinking we were supposed to get to take commercial news. We have five more minutes left over in the program, for which I think the best would be, I'd like for you to tell me, I didn't even ask, you know, what would have been more highlights that you'd have experienced at this point. I'd like to ask whether there were any salient messages, issues, ideas, thoughts that that kind of, that you felt I'm taking this away from this tour um, perhaps to share with our listeners and and let's start with you Mahmood
2: well the one thing certainly is the mission of ensuring that this project of going back to our roots actually gains momentum and impetus it's really important that um, something that has been been started by someone in uh, running a travel and tour business Um, has generated the kind of interest that it does with ordinary people who have some connection with Indonesia. In fact, there are some who have no connection with Indonesia, who are also part of the tour, who have an interest in the history of Islam in South Africa, that that be taken forward. And the other is the exploration of uh, opportunities. In this case, uh, Sheikh has signed a number of MOUs, these educational opportunities, Uh, Student exchange opportunities as well as economic and trade relations opportunities, which I think are very very significant in this case So that to me something to take home as well as to take forward
0: Inshallah, so your thoughts
1: Yes um, I think uh, first and foremost um, uh, concurring with Mahmoud in terms of you know ensuring that this uh, project um, somehow uh, is taken to to the next levels um, I think it becomes important um, uh, as uh, 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 alluded to and in fact articulated by by, by some of the uh, parties that we met there that as we travel to different parts of the world this ought to be also almost like a go-to place <laughs> really for uh, tourism but more particularly from the Muslim community uh, and the Muslims in, in South Africa in particular and so I think that is important for us. It, it, it has a lot, in terms of what we've been discussing in the past hour, uh, a lot that can come out of there in terms of gaining and deriving the benefits of reconnecting uh, in terms of heritage, in terms of identity, in terms of the kind of collaborative um, projects that can then uh, emanate from there. Already, as Mahmoud had alluded to, uh, there is immense responsibility that is hanging on some of our shoulders in terms of uh, opportunities that have been presented and the need for us then to take the uh, necessary responsibility of ensuring that it. We have the wonderful um, uh, uh, facilitation by the Consul General and his staff. uh, It's three people that have accompanied us throughout the trip. It's the Consul General nonetheless and two of his staff in his uh, consulate His senior staff. Senior staff. And so they have invested to that extent. I think uh, they have further um, extended themselves to say that they will also still play a facilitating role for this collaborative, um, you know, prospects to come to fruition uh, between ourselves and them. And I think um, over and above that, uh, there are the real. Uh, you know offers that we've had like Mahmoud had said of collaboration between the ulema bodies and our ulema bodies here in, in South Africa as well as the educational facilities uh, not only in the form of academic exchange of faculty and lecturing staff as well as students but also in the form of research uh, projects there's even been um, put on the table something very specific in terms of a project of collaborative research on the life of Sheikh Yusuf and I think, uh, Shada, the more we are able to, um, uh, there was this, for me, there was a sense almost of brotherly as well as um, uh, 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 a kind of, um, uh, um, there was a a, a welcoming uh, to our group uh, by all of the people who hosted us, and a sense of extension of love, extension of familial, if you wish, uh, ties, etc., and, and, and. I think I have found myself uh, quoting, uh, I was called upon sometimes in, in, uh, with no notice uh, to say a few words here and there. And, uh, you know, the Prophet words and the words in the Holy Qur'an relating to the Prophet where Allah Ta'ala says to him, fil uh, Is where Allah Ta'ala says unto the Prophet ordering him to say unto them those whom he has the responsibility of conveying the message to, I do not ask you for recompense in any of this, in any of my mission which I'm bringing unto you, except that I ask you that you cultivate love of the family ties.
0: Absolutely beautiful. What a wonderful way of ending this program. I've been speaking with Sheikh San Talib and Mahmood sangle Shukran so much and Assalamualaikum.